This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who is just coming off of a very triumphant victory at BKFC 53 in that November 3rd headliner, defending that middleweight championship yet again with a second-round finish of Doug Coltrane and great heaven David Mundell on Bare Knuckle Radio. How are you feeling, man? I imagine you're feeling you know, pretty happy after a win of that nature and everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and I, I feel like uh, we finally got the ball rolling on something else that I've been working for, so excited about that. And I guess I'm being presumptuous, but are you alluding to a potential Mike Perry fight, or what are you meaning with that? Yes. yes. Um, it's something that I've wanted since he came to the organization, and uh, finally starting to make some headwaves, get people talking, and people seeing that it's an actual possibility real soon and I can't wait because I just want to put my hands on them. Yeah, and it looked like you guys had a bit of an interaction after the last fight. Like, what was going on there in terms of the verbal back and forth? It seemed like you were seeing if you wanted to fight next, almost. I was just asking if he wanted to fight me, you know, and just trying to, you know, make it clear that he doesn't. He really doesn't want to fight me because he knows that he'll lose and then his stocks will all go down. So, uh, you know, he's doing everything he can to avoid the fight, you know, and second BKFC's done using him up, they're going to feed him to me and I'm going to whoop his ass. I mean, it's interesting because I've seen you talk about, I guess, sort of his arc in Bare Knuckle and I've seen like a few different posts in general. Like I saw one like, a few months ago where you were talking about how he's probably going to go and fight a YouTuber I think he'd said that after the first time you defended the title like what do you think it is like why in terms of like why he's not looking to fight you because I saw you also referenced his clip on the Joe Rogan show and you're like yeah you know some of these guys he's fought like MVP and Rockhold are like impressive MMA fighters but like they were like bare knuckle debutantes so I guess like why do you ultimately think Perry's not looking to fight you and everything um I mean it comes down to it's a lose-lose situation for him I mean, regardless if he steps in that ring with me, he's going to lose, you know, so he, he understands that. And then when he loses to me, if he lost to somebody that that not a lot of people know just yet, even though I'm the champ, I'm up and coming, blah, 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 it'll, it'll just destroy his career. So he's going to wait and push it off and try not to do it because it's just, I mean, I can't blame him. He knows, he knows. It's just interesting. I mean, this exists in, I mean, a lot of combat sports. I mean, we see it a lot in MMA, but it seems like in BKFC, there's almost like two very defined paths. Like people want to go the almost like money fight kind of route, whereas other people are doing the classic, like work the way up into, you know, title contention and then, you know, log their championship legacy thereafter. So it almost seems like that kind of thing. Like I'm not saying that in obviously a disrespectful way to Perry's opponents, but... It's kind of crazy in my eyes. You got this guy who, I know I know Mike came from the UFC, so a lot of people knew him from there, but he was also getting his ass kicked in there. That's why they booted him out. So he came over to BKFC, and I feel like that kind of excelled his career, and that kind of made him more well-known 
You know, so he's got this whole background coming from BKFC. It's supposed to be his sport. He claims to be the best in and stuff like that. And I just don't understand why he wouldn't want to, you know, to hold that belt to solidify being number one. And he just, he, he like spits in the face of the organization, basically claiming he doesn't need it, which is bullshit, you know. Um, as of right now, he sits beneath me. I'm above him. Granted, it's not a popularity contest when you're getting that ring. I just, and right now, it's just annoying. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you put a great deal of stock in that King of Violence title that him and Alvarez are going to buy for. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's just two big-name guys, and they're just, BKFC is doing what they have to do to hype everybody up, you know, to get eyes looking and stuff like that, which is all, you know, fine and dandy, but they're going to realize real soon they don't need him. And, and like I said, when that happens and they feed him to me, Christmas is coming early. It does, though, seem like the way you're talking about everything that you ultimately do foresee Perry beating Alvarez and that he could be your next opponent. You know, it's it's one of those things, believe it or not, I, I don't. I, I am one of the few people who believe that even though Alvarez is smaller, that he's just, he's, he's way better of a boxer and he's going to be able to go in there and, you know, win. Now, if he's not able to finish... Perry, which is a likely possibility because, you know, everyone knows Perry's tough and he's fighting somebody who, who doesn't hit as hard as, you know, some of these other 175-pound guys. So I feel like they'll rob him of the decision just like they did when he fought MVP. You know, it, I don't feel like he won that fight. And then when he fought Rockwell, the dude just quit. When he fought Lane, like, it was very controversial. Like, Perry hasn't really done much. Um but they seem to just want to keep him on top of everything, so they just keep feeding him opponents that he should be able to get above and, and last the duration of the fight to just squeak away with some bullshit robbery. I mean, is that kind of why you would ultimately be really looking for a fight with a guy like Perry? Because, I mean, just with the last rankings update, I mean, you're... A champion in one division, obviously ranked number one at light heavyweight, and the recent amendment is number five, pound for pound. So it's like the people that avidly follow the sport know the acumen and everything. But is the Perry fight to more serve, I guess, like bolstering the cachet, for lack of a better way to phrase it? Yeah, it's just to solidify my spot. You know, I just want everyone to know that I am the best. And then he, they, everyone keeps saying like, "Oh, Perry, this, Perry, that," just because he's, you know, known but he's not good. The reason why they're able to get these UFC guys to come over and fight him is because they look at him and see how trash he is, and they're like, yeah, I can do that. And then, you know, whatever happens from there is whatever, but just, like I said, I, I just, I can't wait. I'm just waiting, waiting my turn, and when I get a hold of his ass, it's over. Unless, of course, he loses to Alvarez, which is what I do think is going to happen. Then, you know, we'll scrap the Perry fight. We'll go after Alvarez. Yeah, I mean, either way, some good options. And just kind of redirecting the focus to the fight, I'd be remiss if I didn't get some more insights into that because it seemed like you were able to overcome an eye injury and garner another explosive knockout victory. Like, what was the overall assessment of how the fight played out and everything like that? Uh, my previous fight? Yeah, the Doug Coltrane victory, yes. 
you know, so I went in there and I knew he was going to be unorthodox. Everyone, you know, wants to ask you how you predict the fight's going to go. And as a fighter, we're supposed to sit here and say, you know, we're going to knock him out and they'll ask you what round, blah, blah, blah. And I think, I, I don't remember exactly what interview it was, but I pretty much did say, you know, I, I, I'm going to finish him. I knew that was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. My best guess was the second round. People are saying, why not the first? He was unorthodox. He was new. There's not a lot of film to watch to see how he fights. We didn't know how he was going to react to what I was doing. So I needed that first round just to come in, like, feel him out a little bit, uh, figure out where I can, you know, start attacking. And it, ultimately, that's exactly what happened. I came out first round. Got through that. I got a little shine on my eye from it, but uh, you know, second round we got in there, we got the job done. And it seemed like you were very aware of what he was bringing to the table heading in, as you just kind of expounded upon. I guess in saying that, was there anything in the fight that he showcased that I guess existed outside of your preconceived notions? Like, did he do anything that maybe surprised you in a certain sense? Uh, he. Yes and no, he did a good job at staying long, you know, just staying away from me, making me really push in hard. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I expected him to do that. And uh, it's one of the safer routes for him to have taken. So it was all, it was all, you know, figured out, so to speak, beforehand. But we just never know with these guys that come in. They're so new, don't know what they're going to do. And I was going to say, yeah, at this point you have one of the higher, I guess, fight IQs. And just in terms of like the experience, like BKFC centric, it seems like that would very much be a variable in your favor. But I would also think like the surrounding team, in addition to your individual work, would help serve that. Just such a great team with, you know, shift MMA. And it seems like they've really... All my fight IQ comes from Jihad, you know, um... Just I've been with him for almost ten years, maybe a little bit more now. You know, so I've just I've, I pretty much we've been able to work on everything, you know, and, and just learning the uh, the systems behind everything and figuring it all out. So all my knowledge from him, and then we got you know some of the baddest fighters in BKFC train out of my gym. So it, it, I'm just always in there with high level people pushing you, and we're growing to with, growing with each other. So you know we're gonna be unstoppable for quite a while. Yeah, I would think a guy like Jared Warren, just like similar body types, like kind of close, like, you know, weight division wise and whatnot. I feel like there'd be a lot of great direct work had there, but just seems like a great team overall. Like you could rattle off, you know, so many awesome fighters. So it seems like a collective where everyone's uplifting each other and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then then now too, like a lot of people are coming over to train with us, to cross train with us. They want to come see what we have to offer. So we're, we're always able to get the looks we need. You know, I'm, I'm really big on that is always finding someone who can, um, you know, imitate your opponent. And for me fighting Doug, he was long. So I have Jared, you know, he's long along with some other guys. And it just, it, it just works out really well all the time. Yeah. It just seems like some good camaraderie as well. Like I was even talking to Jared Warren the other day and he was like yeah you know Dave Mundell could for sure be a light heavyweight but it's almost like that you know the teammates not intersecting paths like you know rule separate divisions kind of vibe so yeah five seems to be his division he doesn't want to cut down to seven. he did tease me the other day he's like hey man I think I might start dropping to 70 I'm like you go ahead and do that because I'll, I'll take that 85 <laughs> I don't have to do these extreme weight cuts no more 
position, obviously, 10 pounds lower than him, but then I want it being 10 pounds heavier than him, even on fight night. <laughs> so I could, I could actually hold the belt below and above him. I was going to say, I did mention the fact that you'd encroached into the pound-for-pound pound rankings. If you were to do that, I mean, that could definitely you know, serve advancing within that hierarchy more. But I've also seen some interviews you've done where you're like, oh, I pretty much already think I'm the number one pound-for-pound pound guy. So, yeah, is that something that you put any stock in, though, or is it just kind of arbitrary, like, ah, okay, that's okay, I guess? I, it's, it's one of those things, like, BKFC, everything is still so new. Like, that stuff doesn't mean too much to me right now. Of course, I want to be considered, you know, to be one of the pound-for-pound pound best because I'm a fighter. That's what we do is all competition. I'm here to prove you know, that I am the best. So it's cool, but, uh, you know, more time goes by and people just start seeing it more and more, and then those rankings will, will level out, so to speak. Right now they're kind of crazy. I know they got people who, I believe, aren't even fighting anymore, still on the rankings and stuff like that, so it's just, it's whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I guess I'm kind of curious. Like, I mean, obviously just coming off of a fight and I know some fighters will maybe have a certain idea of when their next one is and some people are more like you know just kind of decompressing almost like maybe take a bit to figure it out do you have a certain crystallized idea or even like a loose timeline as to when you might next want to fight I suppose I would love to fight early next year um I don't know what the cards are shaping up to be or usually I know they usually hold like the knuckle mania cards in February right I think that's usually when they have them yep could be mistaken, but I think it's around there. So I, I, I would be ready around that time, you know. So we could we could run it there. I would love to be on a a name a bigger a bigger card, you know. I, I headline these other ones, which is great, you know. So my name gets out there, but I want to be around some other people, some good energy, and on a bigger card. Yeah, well, I feel like that's their big annual sort of tentpole event, and I could definitely see you being one of the more prominently featured fight so I mean yeah that could also serve what we were kind of talking about before getting just the broader you know like awareness to what you're doing so that could be great all they gotta do is just lay eyes on me one time and they see how I fight and then everyone becomes a fan you know I had a lot of people busting my balls about you know calling Perry out and then all of a sudden they go through my Instagram and they're like oh wow like we didn't know because I'm just the best kept secret right now you know it's just what it comes down to is I've never been a shit talker I'm always you know quiet and I just go in there and I fight but my fights speak my fights you know speak for me um so it'd actually be interesting if I could get to fight with Perry because he's one of the few people that I'd actually sit here and trash on so uh <laughs> it would be fun yeah because I felt like when we were talking before even some of your previous fights like the Mike Richmond fight for instance I didn't really get the sense of I guess too much like trash talk or banter, but I guess you and Perry do have like the previous MMA history as well. So it seems like maybe this has been a thing for a bit. Story. Remember when he fought Julian? He got all bent out of shape because Julian pulled his family into it. Something about his kids, but that motherfucker ran his goddamn mouth about you know my kids and my wife and all this other stuff. And you know it's a very sour time because he was saved by the bell both times we fought in the first round. And he's like a Nick or Nate Diaz. He's just tough. He just sits there and gets his ass beat until you get tired. And then and then, then he gets a lucky shot in and finishes people. But I guarantee you now we could do no time limit. And that would not happen. I just, I just hope they give me the chance to show everybody how trash he is. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> 
was that would that be like I guess the biggest difference there? Like it almost seems like the composure and the temperament, like maybe pacing, would be the biggest difference there if you were to run it back. I guess it's just you know I've grown since like I I'm I'm a true fighter, true mixed martial artist. I'm always in there to learn. I, I go to practice and and you know I'm, I'm I love it. It's it's my passion, you know. So I go in there and I do it. He's He's had his time. He got, you know, big, and he kind of just quit. He's got a problem showing up at the gym. He don't know who his coach is. You know, he's fucking abuses substances and all this shit. Like, I've, I've grown. He's stuck in the mud. We fought, uh, like, eight years ago or some shit like that. Like, if you want to compare me to then, I would I would blow myself out of the water so easy, too. You know, so it's just, I just, I think it's funny reading all the comments and stuff on the the pages, people getting all riled up about it, you know, saying, oh, he's already finished you twice. I'm like, yeah, he did. I've knocked him down three times, too, you know. I'm a lot bigger. I hit a lot harder. I'm a lot better. Like, I just can't wait to show the world. Yeah, I mean, such an incredible fight. I mean, hopefully that's a fight they make. I mean, that's a fight that, as someone who just kind of follows the sport, would definitely... You know, love seeing that for sure, but been great getting to, you know, have you on and get some great insights, David. It was a great victory over Doug Coltrane, and it seems like, you know, a lot of great potential fights are on the horizon, no doubt. But I guess in wanting to be mindful of your time and let you, you know, kind of enjoy the victory a little bit and all that, I'm curious if maybe there's a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're sort of wrapping up, man. Nah, just everyone stay tuned. You know, like I said, as soon as BKFC is done using him, I think on this. His last fight of this contract, I guarantee they give him to me. I think that's what's going to happen. In my head, that's what's going to happen. I'll have one more fight between me and him, in between me and him, and then I'll, I'll be able to whoop his ass. You're going to amalgamate that King of Violence title into your middleweight title? Is that the plan? <laughs> um, if they give me that shot, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I feel like either one of them guys would be an easy pickings for me like I said Eddie Small Mike's trash so that belt's already mine well it's a great time to get to have you on the show a great sophomore title defense and you know just to echo the previous sentiment seems like a lot of cool potential fights to be made in the future so again to reiterate thanks so much for the time and for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio David and just you enjoy the rest of your day man thank you I appreciate it man Thank you. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buy.